What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. Want to welcome you back for another episode of the show. I am here joined by Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going well. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It's been a long time since we spoke to you guys. And uh, it's just been travel, uh, certain things hitting the schedule, just life kind of getting in the way. But we are back. We are excited to talk about Everything Vive, which we do. And um <laughs> In, in order just to lighten the mood and to, to show you guys that we obviously care so much about you, we, uh, we wanted to offer a Smashbox Arena Steam Key giveaway. So um, same deal as usual on this episode. We're going to post it on YouTube. So just go leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We're going to go through news. We're going to go through game talk today. If you've tried these games, if there's games that you want us to try and um, or think that we should be talking about on the show, definitely let us know over there. Uh, this will be episode number 59. And so what do you say, Ronnie? Shall we just get into it? Yeah, I mean, there are so many news topics this week. I think we just jump right in. Yeah, there are quite a few. We'll uh, let's Let's limit it to the ones I think that we... Well, I mean... This isn't an all new source. Um, I think this is more just curated to to what you and I think are is relevant. Mm-hmm. So um, just as a a little disclaimer, um, well, before we jump into the more meaty stuff, let's talk Vive news first. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let's talk Vive news first, and uh, we'll, let's talk accessories specifically. Uh, so it looks like the tracker and the deluxe audio strap. Uh, have prices and pre-order dates. And so prices are going to be $100 for each accessory, which I guess falls in line with what was to be expected. I, I don't think mm-hmm. anybody was expecting anything way higher than that or way lower than that. So this is kind, yeah, of, no, I agree. kind of the average. It's a nice even number. Um, and it looks like the Vive Tracker will be available for um, pre-orders. I think it's just for developers on March 27th. And then the Deluxe Audio Strap will be available to begin pre-orders on May 2nd. And I haven't seen a date on which on when these will be available or when they'll be shipped out. But um, I'm assuming it wouldn't be too long after that. I would say probably summer around the summer sometime. But we will mm-hmm. update as soon as we do see a uh, as soon as we do see a date for that. Very very cool. No, I, I'm excited about both of them. So I know I want to get a head strap, like a premium head strap, if I can get my hands on one. And then the trackers. I mean, assuming that they're well supported. They're just going to open things up so much. So, yeah, very, yeah, the, the very tr- much looking forward to them. The trackers will be interesting. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get one right away. I, I think I, I'm going to wait and see. I, well, I mean, the thing is, I, I, I guess it doesn't really matter when you get a, a tracker if you're planning on using it eventually. I mean, th- we've ov- obviously spoke with some developers who are excited about you know implementing them and finding ways to to utilize them in games. So. There will mm-hmm. be some really cool stuff coming in, you know, the next uh, three to four, six to eight months, whatever it might be. However long it takes them to kind of throw these into games, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. This is uh this is all getting real. But the one thing that was noticeably absent was the lack of mention of the uh, wireless head strap. Uh, I'm still waiting for for the Q2 dates that that we were promised. Um, that's mm. that's that's honestly the one. I mean, out of all the accessories, that is the one that I'm most excited for. The deluxe audio yeah. strap, it's great. Um, I mean, if you you know if you have the the extra hundred bucks and uh, you think it's worth it, you know, totally go for that. I mean, it's definitely something I'm eyeing. I don't know. <clears throat> to, honestly, I don't know. Like to me, like like I said, priority for me is the the Vive uh, wireless tracking. Yeah. No, I think every. 
I think a lot of people are, are, are there with you on that. I mean, they should definitely, we'll, we'll want to hear from them on that soon. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, we'll get some type of announcement, but, um, I mean, it's, it is cool to see that we are getting some dates. They are, you know, falling in line with what was expected in terms of, of Q2, you know, the pre-orders and all that. So looking forward to that. Um, and then also, since we are talking Vive, uh, if you don't have your Vive yet, which uh, I know there are some of you out there that do not, but, um, well, HTC really wants you to have one and they want you to have one so badly that they're willing to help you finance it. So if you're not aware, um, you can do this on, I believe, HTC site or the HTC Vive website. They have financing for six months, 12 months, and I believe even uh, 24 months, 0% financing on the six and 12. Uh, and I believe it's 8% interest financing on the 24 months. So that's in North America. I believe they, it's a little bit different if you're ordering in China or elsewhere around the world. But uh, I mean, hey, this is, a, this is a fantastic time to get in. And to, to be completely honest with you guys, I did the same thing ordering from Newegg. Uh, at the time, HTC didn't have a financing option available. So I actually opened up a, uh, a line of credit with Newegg in order to be able to finance my Vive since I didn't want to drop everything right at once. And so, you know, just depending on your financial situation, this is uh, a great way to uh, to get the Vive and not have to fork over everything right away. So, of course, uh, my lawyer says, <laughs> Ronnie, you're my lawyer, right? <laughs> my lawyer says, sure. uh, don't, don't take financial advice from, from me. I'm not a financial expert. <laughs> I'm not claiming to be one. I'm just, I'm just a vibe enthusiast and I want you guys to have one. So Ronnie, yeah, you, hey, I mean, you got me covered, right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever works for people. And I mean, financing worked great to get cell phones in people's hands. So, uh, it's great that, that HTC is offering something similar with the Vive. So. For sure. So, well, speaking of getting headsets um, and VR headsets specifically into the hands of consumers, we got to talk about Oculus real quick. Actually, we're probably going to talk about Oculus quite a bit uh, in the news today. But uh, the first thing that kind of caught my attention was the price drop. And, you know, the uh, the headset or the HMD, which normally goes for, you know, $599 or let's just use even numbers here. It goes for 600 and the uh, the touch controllers go for an additional 200 So if you're getting something that's, uh, I guess, as equivalent to the Vive as possible, and that's, you know, we're not counting the, the third sensor here. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're just going to match kind of eye for eye, they are discounting both of those items, the controllers and the head-mounted display for $100 each. So now you can, if you just want the Rift without the touch controls, which makes no sense to me, but if you ever wanted that, it'd be 500 and then $100 mm-hmm. for the touch controllers. So it's bringing it back down to, to 600 And um, <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, that's quite the price difference, I must say. And um, I don't know if this is going to put pressure on HTC. I mean, I was reading online articles, HTC is saying that they feel absolutely no pressure. Uh, but of course, you know, they got to come out and say that. But, I, you know, I'm just wondering how this will affect sales. I wonder how much of that this is because of uh, maybe some of the negative PR um, mm-hmm. that, that came about with the whole Zenimax trial. And we're going to even get into the Zenimax injunction in a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think this will make a significant dent in, you know, the market share? You know, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, especially considering everything so negative um, in, in the press right now for Oculus, I'm not really sure that it'll necessarily help all that much. I mean, 
a lot of Oculus's exposure um, has been, you know, has been kind of downhill recently. I can't think of. I mean, there are some some big profile releases coming out from from Epic mm-hmm. recently, and 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 that sort of thing. But still, like, I mean, you would you would think that you would if if you were making a major a major push to lower the price that that would be, you know, you know, that would be attached to some kind of a, a, a larger PR strategy or a release of games. If they would have coincided that with the release of hardware, like the touch controllers or something like that, like, I don't know the timing to me. Yeah. Like you said, it seems like it makes sense given that they're having difficulties, um, you know, in other areas, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily, seem to me like they're in a position to really take advantage of that uh, if, you know, they're not really spreading the word very well that there is, in fact, a price drop. So uh, all of the momentum recently has been more with HTC and with with other virtual reality solutions. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to see if their numbers do, in fact, go up. Um, and, and recently there's actually been some positive news about, uh, the PlayStation VR actually uh, selling quite well. Uh, figures were coming out, I think, saying that uh, oh, a little over 900,000 uh, 900, units had been sold, and, and it sounds like pl- Sony is on track to sell uh, you know, the, around the number that they were expecting to. So, so good news for them, good news for HTC, but you know, lots of bad news for Oculus, I guess, so... Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it can't hurt. Right. Well, so, so see, the thing is there's, there's two ways to kind of look at this. I mean, you can look at it as uh, a fan of Oculus and you can look at it through the lens of somebody who's maybe not, or, you know, I don't want to say anti-Oculus, but, um, you know, that the latter being, oh, wow, this looks like a desperate move from a company trying to, to make sure that they stay relevant and you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I on, personally don't want to see it that way. I be, just because I I know I'm already obviously biased. You know, owning a Vive, um, and I'm trying to think of it as more so. I would love love to be able to see it as like you know them reaching out to their their fan base and saying like, hey, um, I don't I don't know the exact words I'm looking for, but you remember the what comes to mind is the the issue with Toyota a couple of years ago and how they had a huge recall. They had like a huge like, um, you know, like it really hurt their bottom line. They had to recall like a bunch of cars just for safety issues and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and they just totally owned up to it. They owned up to it. They were super transparent and they said, hey, you know what we you know, we, we made some mistakes. We're going through, we're looking, you know, through this now. We know that we have a loyal consumer, consumer base and consumer following, and we want to make it up to you guys. And so therefore, like, you know, like it was just, it was just such a nice gesture from a company that I feel like they recovered, you know, very quickly from that. And there was even more trust, I think, in, in the brand from the consumers. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. just, just because the response was so great. And so I'm wondering if maybe this is Oculus's viewpoint as well, where it's just like, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the media. There's a lot of crazy things going on. Um, yeah, but, I mean, but, I guess but the experiences is... that they offer are still fantastic. And I mean, there's, like you said, exclusive experiences too that, you know, aren't available on, on PSVR or the Vive. So, you know, if this yeah. is a way for them to kind of help people uh, get into their... Um, you know, on, onto their platform. I can totally understand that. No, I mean, I mean, especially considering, 
I, I almost think it's probably more useful for people that have have Oculus Rifts without touch controllers and are looking to potentially buy the. I mean, I mean, now that you mention it, and I have an Oculus and I don't have touch controllers yet, so uh, the fact that I can now get them for half off, I think, kind of gives me a. Uh, quite a bit more incentive to go pick one up, I think. So, so it's, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, especially for people out there that are, are already in the ecosystem, getting, getting the controllers for cheaper is definitely a plus. And then, you know, on top of that, just, you know, any, any positive, I guess, news items. I mean, another thing is just the fact that, you know, we've been talking about, about all of these companies hopefully getting their prices down. And so I wonder how much of this was affected by the news and all the stuff that's going on versus just what Oculus and Facebook's plans were originally to eventually try to lower costs. Like I wonder if if any of this stuff is is somehow getting cheaper to manufacture now that we're, you know, months and almost a year, I guess, pushing into into a lot of these uh devices being out on the market. No, I mean that that's a great point and something I don't think you know many people will jump to as a conclusion considering all of the mm-hmm. uh considering all of the PR stuff that's been happening with Oculus and Zenimax and stuff in the news. Uh but that's that's actually actually a fantastic point. Uh, f- for some reason though, you know, just in, in the stuff that I've read, I I don't get the feel or the vibe that that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I I'm assuming and we all know uh what happens when we assume, right? So um, Yeah, yeah. Cause it, cause I mean, it just like, it, I mean, yeah, playing, playing devil's advocate on the other side too. I mean, uh, you know, for consumers out there looking to get into, uh, you know, the Oculus world right now, it's kind of, uh, an uneasy and, and, you know, uh, it's a, it's a hard place to be in. I mean, really it's, it's, it's very unpredictable where things are kind of heading and with, so I mean, a lot of people out there really don't know the full extent of of what the lawsuit uh, with with Zenimax might ultimately mean for for Oculus, what it might ultimately mean, and and all that sort of stuff. So maybe that's a good time to kind of bring up, uh, you know, the recent stuff that happened in in that lawsuit. Yeah. Well, let's so let's actually transition to the other part of this Oculus and Zenimax story, which is okay. the injunction that was filed. And so, yeah. I, so, I, so I mean, as an, actually, as an attorney, I want to get your opinion on on what this means and how serious it actually is. Sure. So, so I mean, the the best way to characterize it is basically Zenimax filed their motion for uh, you know entry of, of of the judgment and 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 a permanent injunction. So, essentially, like as we had talked about a a couple weeks back, uh, a jury verdict after the trial did find. Uh, in favor of Zenimax and basically awarded, you know, five hundred uh, million dollars to uh, to Zenimax for for various uh, for various issues uh, relating to, to to Oculus and their and and their executives' actions. Palmer Lucky and you know John Carmack, John Iribe, etc. So, anyways, so you know, long story short, verdict. In, in Zenimax's favor, um, but a final order hasn't actually been entered yet. And finally, you know, Zenimax filed a motion saying, hey, court, enter this, this order for the verdict that the jury found, 
you know, for damages. And then in addition to that, we also would like to ask you to enter a permanent injunction preventing Oculus from their continued infringement based on that judgment. And, and you know, as expected somewhat, but also a little bit surprising, I guess, uh, they're specifically asking that the court stop Oculus and Facebook from using any of, of the coding that they're claiming, you know, was, was part of that, that infringement. And according to Zenimax's motion, they would like uh, the court to order that Oculus is no longer allowed to utilize in any way its Oculus SDK on the desktop, uh, so in the PC space, the Oculus mobile SDK, and uh, really any of the ties between Oculus software and both Unreal Engine and Unity, which, you know, for anyone out there that kind of follows this stuff knows that's pretty much all of the software that powers the Oculus Rift and, uh, you know, the, the Gear VR. So it's really not, not anything uh, unsubstantial. So, so and right now, I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't know when the motion's set to be heard. Uh, the, you know, the story I, I read about it, and I, and I did review, I did look at, at the documents that they had filed. Uh, they were being reported by Upload VR. And so they didn't actually include the the notice of motion and that sort of thing, just the motions, the motion itself, and a memorandum in support thereof. Um, so I'm not sure when it's going to actually be heard by the court, uh, but they were filed, I think, last week on on February 23rd. So at some point, the the court's going to have to figure out uh, when it wants to hear that motion, and most likely. Uh, you know, the first order of business will be to set a briefing schedule on the motion so that uh, Oculus and Facebook have a chance to formally respond in writing to the motion and then potentially eventually, uh, uh, you know, do make oral arguments in front of the judge before a final, uh, a final ruling is entered on the motion. So, so, you know, there's still some time to kind of, you know, see what Oculus and Facebook are going to do about the motion itself. And then in addition to that, we've also heard from Oculus in the past that they intend to appeal the verdict. So there's that as well. So, so yeah, so, I mean, in, in the meantime, it's, it's a little, you know, it's, I'm sure it's scary just having that motion kind of lingering out there. And I'm not really sure exactly what the likelihood is of ZeniMax prevailing or not. I mean, certainly if, if Oculus doesn't have a strong ground for, for prevailing on an appeal, um, it might be an uphill battle. But at the same time, uh, you know, they seem pretty confident that they were going to be moving forward in that direction anyway. So uh, maybe they're less concerned about it than, 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 than you know, other people out there. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. The, the most interesting thing, I think, will be to see how Oculus and and Facebook actually respond to the motion because in that response we'll kind of get an idea of what they think their strongest arguments are as to why the court should not impose such an injunction. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thought that comes to mind though, is the fact that, I mean, didn't the jury rule that there was no ongoing damages, which would like be really just the main main source for why the injunction would ever have any kind of traction. 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, I don't, there's not an easy way to answer that because I mean, I mean, they didn't enter a finding for, for ongoing damage, but like at the same time, how are you really going to, I mean, I, I don't know. There is, like I said, there isn't an easy answer for that. I don't necessarily think that just because they didn't award, uh, they didn't make that kind of a finding that the court's not going to necessarily take action. Obviously, Zenimax is asking for an injunction yeah. because they feel that, based on the findings of the of the jury, that that they have what they need to ask for that type of relief. So, and 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 one can argue that until damages have already been, you know, assessed, that you can't really ask a jury to ret- like to preemptively award damages. So it's not like you can ask the jury to say, "Hey, how much am I going to be hurt?" in the next few years, like award me damages for that now. No, like you would be asking a jury to award you compensation based on what's already occurred. And as far as, as far as getting a court to stop additional damages from occurring, I think the more appropriate, you know, way to do that would be by asking the court to an imposing, to impose an injunction. So, so I, so I, I think, I think that that issue as far as whether, whether or not uh, you know the court actually believes that Oculus's continued use of the software is actually going to, in some way, uh, hurt Zenimax, I think that's still uh, something that the court's going to have to determine. And I think that determination is probably going to happen through the the court's you know ruling on this motion. I think I think. Oculus is going to have to prove either that, you know, the findings in the jury verdict were wrong or they're going to have to explain why it doesn't make sense for the court to to impose such an injunction at this time. And and part of that is probably going to have something to do with the fact that they don't believe they're being damaged. But we yeah, will see. Good point. Yeah. Well, and also, um, I mean, this is what uh well when when Damon and I and I have been talking when this was a little bit more fresh. Uh, one of the things that he brought up was that it might just be, uh, you know, Zenimax trying to strong arm Oculus into something else and not necessarily them wanting to follow through, but more so using it as a, a bargaining chip. So, you know, I, there's there's still a lot of, you know, no, no pun yeah, intended, yeah. but there's still a lot I'm, of games being played, I'm sure, behind closed doors with, you know, uh, pieces being well, moved de- around. So Yeah, and depending on how likely... Like I said, like I don't really know as many details as to as as to what the likelihood is that the court would would rule in favor of Zenimax on the injunction. I mean, I, you would think if Zenimax had a strong chance of winning, that Oculus and Facebook would be wary of that and possibly, uh, you know, be trying to work out some kind of an agreement with Zenimax uh, before something like that could happen. So, so yeah, you're totally right. I mean, it's it's a combination of, you know, playing all your cards if you're Zenimax to get the best outcome as possible. It's also it's also if that's if Zenimax actually feels like uh, they have something to to gain or lose by Oculus's continued operation, uh, then that's also some like it's hard to know exactly what's in Zenimax's mind right now as far as I mean. Are they just trying to get the money? Do they have a more long-term vision of, of, of what they plan to do with Oculus? Like I, it, 
you know, that's, I think, the interesting question is, you know, if, if ZeniMax had its way here, what's its complete end goal? Is it just to make a bunch of money and screw over Oculus and continue to work on, work on games for the Vive? Or is it something different? So, so that's that's yeah. Th- those are questions I'm I would have is is really what are they what are they trying to get here at the end of the day? They have you know a five hundred million dollar judgment, obviously, which is super lucrative. And if that's all they were concerned about, uh, it seems like they already got that. But and now they're pushing for the injunction. So yeah, it, it might be a situation where at some point they say, hey pay us the money, don't appeal, and we'll drop the injunction. Who, who knows? But we will, we will see. Yep, good point. Well, I mean, this is, uh, like we always say, it's an ongoing thing, and we'll have to continue following all the, the drama from the courtroom, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's cover one, one more news topic, and we'll keep it light before transitioning to game talk. And I uh, just want to mention real quick the uh, that uh, what is it called the subscription service that Viveport is offering. Mm. Remember we had talked about mm-hmm. that a couple of weeks back. Um, yep, they named the price uh, and said that it costs six ninety nine per month, and mm. uh, you will be able to pick five virtual reality apps or five titles at the start of each month. And I'm assuming uh, that would mean that you'd have them for the next month for that month until. The next month rolled around, you get to pick five more. But um, that, to me, was actually a little bit surprising. I was expecting $10 or $9.99. I know know it's only $3, but for some reason that... Like psych- psychologically, just makes such a big difference. Uh, yeah, to me, like single digits. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's nice. Like, I mean, seven bucks, like to to try a bunch of apps. And I mean, I was just looking at the short list here. But you know you have awesome ones like Richie's Plank Experience, um, Knockout League, uh, Mars Odyssey. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there that you know. I mean, Richie's Plank Experience is about eight bucks. So this is you know getting the the subscription is even cheaper, and you can you can grab that. You can hold on to it permanently if you want, and still have four other rotating titles, uh, and you'd pay less than than buying the game. And so I I mean, look, we we support the game. We still want you to buy the game because. Uh, Tony and uh, Tony and crew are really awesome people. But that being said, I just want to highlight the fact that this subscription service is, uh, to me, it's it's a no brainer. I mean, this is a fantastic yeah. deal. And I'm sure I like. I'm kind of curious as to exactly how the developers get compensated. But I'm sure they're not part of this program without without getting getting some compensation back for the sale. So hopefully, this works out for everybody. It'd be really nice if you know consumers get a great deal on cheap. VR games and being able to try out lots of lots of different experiences, but that also you know this helps uh, build up awareness for titles uh, that that may otherwise get lost in the fold, and also uh, you know help with HTC and in the Vive branding. I mean, I think this is all this is all good stuff. I think it has great potential. So yeah, so they they actually released the numbers for. Um like like how much developers would make and it it says that you know developers would obviously have to opt into the Viveport subscription service um, mm. but they would receive 84 cents for each sus- subscriber who picked up one of their titles and now I there's no clarification there and I'll, I'll look into it further but there's no clarification in terms of like if that's 84 cents like every month or mm-hmm. 84 cents um, 
per pickup, per, per, you know, like per user per pickup. Um, yeah, I, I would assume that it's got to be on a monthly basis because if you have like one of the more popular titles and people are constantly picking it, then you're providing more value. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just I, so I'm just trying to do the quick math on it now. Eighty four cents uh, times five titles that they're paying out. Uh, what help me with the math, Ryan? It's four four dollars and twenty cents, right? Mm-hmm. For eighty four. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if if Viveport is paying that out and they're keeping the rest off the top just for providing the service, it's still not a bad deal for them. No, not at all. And especially if if you're you know if you if you developed a title that isn't in its peak you know time, like what, if it if it is an older title and most of the people that are interested in it have already picked it up, and this is a way to kind of get in front of. Uh, a new user base that wouldn't have pick, picked up your title otherwise. So if you think of it that way, it's it's potentially just bringing extra revenue that you might otherwise not be able to gain. Think of it kind of like a, an extended form of a Steam sale or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the virality and potential virality of a lot of these games now, uh, or not just games, but apps, um, I think will be... Pretty, pretty high, or at least significantly higher than what it is now. I mean, you know, just for, for us, when we're looking for what's what's a hot new game that we should be checking out or looking at, um, you know, we kind of source through Reddit or through online forums, things like that. But the thing is, like, for most people, if you see, like, a game that's super hot and, you know, you're not, no, again, no pun intended, but if you see a game that's super, <laughs> super popular, if you see a game that's super popular and, you know, you want to check it out, but you're not, you're not sure, you don't want to drop too much, but, you know, if it's part of... You know, and I'm talking about buying the game um, in full, but now it's just like you know you're gonna have I, I would say a good significant portion of the the Vive community and Vive owners you know opting into this title or the service at least I, I would think so, and may, maybe I'm just a big Vive enthusiast and that's why I'm a big fan of it already. But I would say that you know the the chances of something being a hit because it's just much more easier to access instead of saying like oh hey. Um, you know, I got to buy this new title for 15, 20 bucks, whatever the average price is. It's like, uh, oh, I'll just wait until next month and I'll just pick it as one of my titles and see how it is. And if I like it, I'll continue keeping it. Or, you know, maybe this will even lead to, to extra sales for some of the developers because people get to try out the game uh, mm-hmm. for a month and they're like, you know what, I want to have this, uh, at, you know, uh, permanently rather than than through the subscription service. So yeah, uh, well, and it's, it's going to be another, good all around. But yeah, yeah sorry, another thing that, no, just just listening to you talk about it and, th- and thinking about you know just the the natural inclinations of people. Uh, I also think there's an opportunity just to get people more excited and more, uh, I guess, uh, you know, work being more involved in the with the Vive branding period. So, so I mean, if you can imagine, it, it kind of reminds me similar to to stuff like uh, achievement points on the Xbox platform or trophies on the PlayStation platform and and their various programs you have you know I don't even remember all all the the names of of their their programs at the moment PlayStation Now is it PlayStation Now PlayStation eh, anyways basically the Sorry, equivalent can't help you there. <laughs> Yeah 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 no the the equivalent honestly cuz I'm I I've been mostly a PC guy this past generation so some of that stuff has kind of, you know, went over my head a bit. But, you know, the, the platforms out, I mean, Microsoft and Sony have both been doing subscription services live and also PlayStation's, uh, you know, PlayStation has their own, uh, their own service where they, you know, on a monthly basis provide 
certain access to titles. It's not the same as, 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 as this Viveport initiative exactly, but you know, it's similar. And I think in that it, it encourages people to come and check things out every month and, and, and get engaged. And I think, I think to some extent that would be a positive thing just in terms of making sure that, you know, people that, that have Vives are checking in every month, seeing what's available, actively looking at the stores, you know, rather than, you know, sometimes checking out for a while until you hear about a title that's interesting. Well, if, if you, if you have, you know, a, subscri- a subscription to this, even if you haven't heard about a specific title or aren't, aren't waiting on something specifically, uh, just the fact that you're paying a monthly fee might mean you, you are a little bit more active in perusing to see what's out there on a regular basis and, 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 ha- and, and maintaining your involvement that way. So, so I think that's also kind of a, a positive thing about having a monthly subscription service that encourages users to kind of, you know, check in from time to time. No, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's going to help build the community overall. And I think, you know, there's obviously a great community around Steam. Um, and so I, I think Viveport is going to be another place where people can, like you said, just kind of check in and see what's new, what's hot, have achievements and certain things that, that will keep them coming back. And, you know, obviously as VR grows, as the apps and titles continue to multiply um, and improve, hopefully in quality, um, you know, it'll, it'll just be it'll be really great to, to have that library of content there that you can always go back to uh, at any point in time. So, um, well, let's, uh, let's move on to Game Talk then if you're ready. I, I know there's, there's uh, the one big elephant in the room for us, which I think you and I want to uh, table until next week is the announcement of LG's uh, headset. But I think yeah, uh, there aren't there aren't a lot of information on that yet. It's it's or coming through, I mean, yeah, because they're they're doing the big the big reveal at GDC, and I just want to make sure we have all the info. So I, I, if that's cool with you, I want to say let's yeah, let's yeah, table that no, for next well, week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know there's a connection to Valve right now, but other than that, I mean, we haven't heard anything. So I agree. And and the other big thing, I guess, that you know, AMD and Nvidia had their their uh, their press conferences, I guess. You would call them. They're not really just press, but uh, their conferences last night, and you know, not a whole lot of information yet out on the AMD side. Uh, kind of a big announcement as far as the 1080 Ti on Nvidia side that everybody was kind of waiting for. Um, that's actually going to be hitting the market next week. So, so I guess that is worth mentioning if if you're on the market for a new GPU uh, as of this recording. And you don't know that Nvidia is releasing a new graphics card next week, and that you know prices are dropping and that sort of thing. Um, that's something to to check out. You know, the 1080 is going to be uh, lowering. The, the the 1080's price has been lowered, I think, to 500. Not sure if it's effective now or if it's effective next week. Um, and then the 1080 Ti, which is basically 35% faster supposedly uh, than the 1080, is going to be released next week so um and then amd's vega card cards and and other upcoming cards uh we still don't know much about them to be honest uh but you know they were at least announced um as far as branding is concerned and so hopefully in the coming weeks we're going to actually know more details about what the specs are on those and also when they're going to be released so so yeah so lots and lots of news coming out of gdc and and 
you know, next week, I think once all the dust, dust settles, we'll be able to talk about some of that stuff a little bit more. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do a lot of recap after GDC is done. So, um, yeah, let's, let's move on to Game Talk then. Sounds good. Do you want to uh, go first or shall I? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Um, I, uh, so, I mean, I, I had a, a few titles that I played this week, but uh, the one I kind of wanted to get out of the way first was going to be uh, for this week is uh, Pinball FX VR. So uh, I've been thinking about picking that up for a while because I, I played Pinball FX, uh, the non-VR version on the PC, quite a bit. And I, I just like, I like video game pinball, uh, pinball games for some reason. I just think they're really cool. And the pinball effect series is especially neat because, uh, they tend to do things and play around with, uh, concepts that can't be done on, on, in, in real life pinball, uh, you know, kind of, it's hard to explain really, but I mean, uh, some of the different mechanisms on the boards and whatnot, um, you know, activate animations and, and different types of events that would just be really hard to do on a, I mean, they'd be impossible to do on a physical, on a physical table. So, so, so that stuff, you know, I was already interested, but I, I wanted to see what it would be like in VR because I thought it would have a lot of potential given the fact that it's a real life physical thing. And I mean, in some ways I, I was impressed in some ways I was kind of let down, and I know that there are other uh, simulation pinball games, or more simulation, I should say, uh, type pinball games in VR out there that I'm going to have to try to tr- to 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 look into. Um, but I guess one of the things that just from the beginning that the the biggest thing that kind of let me down about pinball effects VR is the fact that you just control it with. The Vive control, you control it with your triggers, but you don't actually physically interact with the machine. So that was a big letdown for me. And, and, and what, I, what I mean by that is before playing the game, I kind of pictured, oh, this is going to be like you know, a, a, a VR ping pong game or a VR you know, table hockey game that I've played where I am going to walk up to a machine in in virtual reality, I'm going to put, you know, put my hands with the Vive controllers in a similar spot to where the paddles would be on the table, and I'm going to be playing that pinball game. And maybe I could kind of nudge the, the table a bit with, you know, the controllers if I wanted to tilt it a bit or whatnot. You know, basically I was expecting to be able to interact with that table uh, you know, similar to le- like I would do in real life, like as if you were and, in an arcade or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And and maybe maybe that is an ideal. Maybe maybe the people that developed Pinball FX VR, uh, you know, for virtual reality, uh, looked into that and thought it wasn't fun or whatnot. But I mean, the sense I get, especially considering this was a non VR title prior to becoming a VR game, is that they probably didn't really look into that stuff. It. It almost seems like they just mapped controller buttons or keyboard buttons to buttons on the Vive controllers and, you know, figured out, you know, formatted things in a way where you could, you know, be in the environment in virtual reality and kind of left it at that. I mean, there are some things that are very cool about it being in VR. I mean, I, I think the the main room that you're in when, 
you know, and the menus and all of that stuff are handled pretty well. I mean, I think the, the, the graphics look great. And I thought it was very, very, very cool that the effects from the table kind of come at you at 3D. So when you're playing the table, let's say you're playing a, an underwater-themed pinball game, for example, uh, there will be sharks and, and fish and whatnot like swimming around you while you're playing. And that that stuff is all really cool. There's like a there's a Mars themed table. There's you know a couple of other ones, and they're all they all have really cool themes, really cool effects. That stuff is done great, but it's just the just the fact that the actual interactions to me didn't feel real. The tables look and feel real, but if they would have just went that extra step to be able to you know add some kind of a room scale, you know more interact interactivity. Um, with the actual physical tables, that would have went a long way. And, and part of that, too, is that this was, I think, originally in VR, it was an Oculus exclusive, perhaps, because I think it was in the Oculus store for a while before it came to Steam. And so maybe some of that is also just a, just a uh, remnant of, of, it, of the game's you know, non-touch-supported Oculus setup. Who knows? Does it, That's a good point. Because even even looking at the tables, you don't really like whether you stand or sit. Like to me, also that was another thing. Is it? It felt like they started the tables at kind of a weird height. Like it never. Again, it just never felt like I was able to walk freely in an environment and mess around with the tables like I was expecting I would be able to do. It was it was you know almost more you know developed for a sit-down type VR experience where I was using a controller more than I was actually using, you know, motion controllers. So so it'd be cool if they update that stuff or if there's, you know, other pinball games out there that uh, do a better job of that stuff in VR. I'd be really interested. Um, if, you know, anybody out there uh, knows of any ways to, to change some of that stuff, let me know. Or if they suggest other pinball pinball games in VR that I should try. Uh, I, I'd be really interested in hearing from you guys. Uh, but those were just my initial impressions. of, And, and I mean, that said, I'd still be super interested in, in new tables coming to Pinball Effects VR. There were a bunch of Star Wars tables, for example, that were in the original Pinball Effects on the PC. Uh, they, they came out as expansion packs, actually, but they were, they were super cool. And I think seeing some of that, that type of stuff in VR, if if the licensing is still there and if they're still able to do it, uh, would be really, really, really awesome. Um, so yeah, so I'm not completely dead on the idea of Pinball FX VR. I just think that uh, it would have a lot of potential, given that it's like a physical medium where you are actually dealing with with real real world kind of objects, and uh, and yeah, so it just. Yeah, I just I just think so far it didn't really live up to my expectations. But uh, well, that's a little disappointing. Uh, is it is the game still in early access or is it fully out? No, no, no. I think it's fully out, but it's just the model of the game, as far as I know, is just you know if it's anything like the original release, they I mean it only has like three or four actual pinball machines in the initial release, and then I know as of right now you can buy season one. And then you can also buy like a Walking Dead, I think, uh, expansion that has you know additional pinball machines that 
that add in. And as far as I know, season one, I think, I think that the machines that are for sale right now, other than the Walking Dead stuff in the virtual reality version of the game, um, are just the original machines that were created by the team. So, and I think it's Zen Pinball, I think is the name of the team that makes those, those tables. But so it's just like original, original kind of themed pinball machines. And then the Walking Dead stuff. So as far as I know, some of the other licensed stuff that was released on the PC, uh, in the PC game, like the Star Wars pinball machines, and there were some Marvel pinball machines and that sort of thing, I don't think those are available in VR yet. So those are kind of, those are the ones that I'm hoping for because I think those, you know, seeing some of like the characters and, and events that happen when you're playing these games in VR come at you in, in, in 3D and kind of engulf the room and everything. Those things are really cool. And so as cool as it is to see sharks and, you know, meteors and that kind of stuff, uh, I think it would be really, really, really cool to see, you know, Star Wars related themes or Marvel related themes, uh, in those same contexts. So, so those are some things to kind of look out for and, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, if you, if you liked the original game, just know that, you know, it, it might not be worth picking up the VR version, uh, just, just because of those, those nuances. If you don't have any version of the game and you have a VR headset and you're interested in kind of finding out, uh, what, what the stuff is like, then it's, it's not necessarily a bad pickup. It's just, it's just not, not everything that I think virtual reality pinball could be. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, uh, that's, it's going to be hard with a lot of the licensed stuff, but I mean, I'd love to be able to see that too. So yeah. ho- hopefully when, you know, some of these major studios are major just brands and companies getting into, uh, what VR is, we'll, we'll hopefully start to see some of the, uh, the licensed and branded stuff coming out as well. Yep. Cool, man. Well, so I played a game, um, over the, over the past week, it's a uh, super pixel smash. And uh, I was able to try out the game, and I, I saw that there was you know a little hype around it on Reddit, or at least I saw a post or two here or there. Um, on Steam, I, I was surprised that it only had eight reviews just in total. Uh, and I, and I'm not so I'm not trying to judge a book by its cover, but I just want to provide some context for where maybe the game is at right now. Um, but the game, the best way that I can describe it. It's it's got a really a really fun retro feel. The music is great. The visuals look fantastic, um, and it's think of it as almost like a a three D version of like um, what's what's that game on on BlackBerry that you used to play like uh, Brick or Brickler or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, Breakout. I think. No, it's, it's like you're just literally bouncing a ball back and forth and like Brick Breaker. I- I, uh, yeah. Okay. I, sure, I, maybe I, I'm the only one that played that, but it's. I mean. No, it's, no, 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 no. I think that's. I, I mean, I, I 100% know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure it's called Breakout, or at least one form of it. It's. I think. I think the one on the on the iPhones are just a version of. Yeah, I think the gotcha, original okay. game was called Breakout. Well, I mean, the, the idea being that you have like this paddle or this thing that slide that you slide along the bottom, and you are basically just sending a ball back and forth and, and knocking out bricks and like that's yep. your that's your entire goal. So this is like, you know, 
room scale, three dimensional. There's bricks all around you. There's walls all around you. Like the walls go for, uh, you know, I want to say maybe a couple hundred feet or so in like every direction. And Mm. so, but you have this ball and, you know, paddle that you just, um, and you're just hitting them back and forth and trying to knock everything out. And, you know, you can speed it up, slow it down, different things like that. And so it's, How how do you control the paddle? Uh, I mean, you just it's you. You hold the controller, and the controller just simulates as a paddle. Um, and so uh, it's 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 really cool. I, I I will have to say that I think these it it just maybe wasn't my style of game. But you know, the reviews on on Reddit, reviews on Steam seem to be very positive. Seems like people really enjoy this game, and I, I can see. Okay, so to be fair, I can see the game. Um, being a great like you know kind of workout tool uh which is what i know some people had mentioned it for and so you know because it's just you're you're constantly moving it's like you know if you'd be playing tennis or virtual tennis or something like that but you're just swinging swinging back and forth and you know they they make a game out of it and so like i said it, it was it was cool it was fun i played it for a little bit and um you know maybe it's just like i said maybe it's maybe it's not my game but i don't want to bash just because i don't have uh, you know, a personal preference towards it um, because I know that there are people out there that like it. So I, in terms of polish, it it has a nice feel to it. It has, you know, it's it's simple and it, it accomplishes exactly what it sets out to do, a game that you can just pick up at any point and play and, you know, just, just kind of get some, some exercise activity in. And it's it's really fun in, in, in that manner, but um, you know, maybe like I said, I, I guess it's just not really my my type of game um, in terms of what I'm looking for from VR at the current moment. Sure. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's yeah, it definitely sounds though like it has some. It, it, it is. It, it has potential for some for some people that are kind of looking for that type of a game. And how much was it? Did you say? Uh, I will. To double check Steam, I believe is seven ninety nine. Okay, okay. Do you think? It, I mean, is it, it? What kind of modes did the game offer? Do you know? So I just played that kind of single player mode. Um, I will have to check. Actually, I, I never even jumped in to check if it had a multiplayer mode. But I'm on the Steam hmm. web page right now, so I can answer that for you and give a comprehensive <laughs> overview. <laughs> but. Um, where is this? No, it looks like it's just single player. Yeah, that's that's what okay. I, I don't remember seeing a multiplayer, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, so it's just a single player mode. Like I said, it's a simple game, simple experience, and it's probably like, you know, maybe if you're like brand new to VR, it's amazing. You know, uh, it's sure. just one of those experiences that is unlike other things, and and it is unique in its own way. Um, but like I said, I. May, for me, it just wasn't what I'm, I'm necessarily looking for. Um, but the game is still a lot of fun to play, and I, I, I want to be able to, to say positive things about it because I know that it has a lot of positive qualities that people who are into that type of game, uh, you know, whether it's paddles, rackets, whatever, you know, like this, mm. this is a game you enjoy. I mean, you might, you might even enjoy it yeah, considering, yeah, been, considering your game history on Game Talk. I've, I've been playing quite, quite a few of those, so I'd be curious to kind of see yeah, maybe I'll have to come and check it out at your place sometime or something. And if yeah, I like sure. it enough, maybe pick it up. Just because, yeah, like I, I've played a few of those, so I'd be interested to try it out to see how it stacks up. Yeah, I mean, be able to compare the mechanics and all that to others. Because I don't really have a baseline um, in terms of comparison yep. for the other games that, you know, the, like the ones that you had played. Yeah. 
No, I'll, I'll have to come check it out. Cool, man. Well, that's that's really all I had. It, so, it sounds like we had a, <laughs> uh, just a, about an average game game talk week or game experience week for, for both hey, of I, us. <laughs> I mean, as far as that new time, I mean, I, I do have a couple of others that, like I picked up uh, Quiver. Uh, or oh, yeah, you VR. mentioned that. I, okay. I haven't played it yet, but I, I picked it up specifically because it's been on my radar as far as like, oh, I need to play this at some point. I hear such good things about it. So I do have it, and I'm saving it for next week to kind of, you know, give my impressions on it. Um, and then I played it. I played more Knockout League, actually, this week. Like, that game, every time I play it, actually, it kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, gives me a workout and really gets the blood yeah, flowing. I, like, that, that game is really, it's, it's a cool game. I mean, it's... I, Again, I mean, I'm I'm not the most in shape person right now, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But I mean, if that game is cool, I I like. I can't stress enough. Like I I know it's not the the game that I I covered this week or anything, but I am really excited about more content coming to that game. Hopefully, to really flesh it out because I think you know it, right now it only has it looks like it only has about four four boxers to fight against and really not a whole lot of extra modes. But if you add some more modes in there, you know, had, uh, you know, a few more boxers, a couple of other, I mean, that game is basically, uh, a solid version of, of knock of, of punch out for, for the Vive. It's a, it's a really cool game. So anyway, so yeah, so, so I actually had a lot of fun with my Vive this week. So, Cool, man. Well, I mean, well, there'll definitely be uh, more stuff. Or, you know, I, I have a couple games that are in the pipeline for me too. But just getting back in town last night, uh, didn't have as much of a chance to to dive in. So hopefully, next game talk we'll we'll have a lot yeah. of more fun stuff to to talk about. And well, I, I'm I'm excited for this subscription service because Knockout League is included as one of the titles. So. That's that was cool to hear. Like when I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of. It, in all honesty, yeah. like I said, right now it is a little bit thin on content. I still would recommend it, but I mean, even but if you're able to play it through Viveport on a subscription base uh, based model, that's amazing. I mean, and if those are the types of titles that they're going to be looking to add to the service, then that's that's a really really great opportunity for people to check out new stuff. So, yeah, no, I mean, I. They say it's going to be available in a, a couple of weeks, and I'm using quotation marks because that was the quote that they provided. So, um, yeah, I mean, w- once it's up and running, we will definitely let you know, and you know, we'll probably be vetting some of the games on there and going through and seeing what uh, are some of our top picks. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, if this if this really takes off, I wonder if it could rival. Well, n- now I'm getting into conspiracy theory stuff, but I, you know, I wonder if it could rival Steam. Uh, in terms of being a top platform of choice for for Vive owners, and I wonder if maybe hmm. that's why you know there's a lot of um, a lot of hoopla around regarding Valve kind of working with um, LG on a headset as well. So it, I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff happening. I don't want I don't want to speculate too much. Yeah, but, no, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, no, but it but it just, makes sense. It's if, a lot of piece, mean, moving pieces. So yeah, I mean, it's always made sense. Though. I mean, Valve's always talked about. It. We don't know exactly what the extent of that is yet, but I mean, Valve's always talked about you know open VR and and supporting other other uh, manufacturers and and really just kind of you know the Vive in many ways was kind of like the 
the prototypical kind of, you know, this is our example of, of how VR should be done kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, it was kind of only a matter of time to some extent before other people started using the tracking system. So I, I don't know what kind of internal agreements and whatnot that Valve and, and HTC might have had, but but I think it, it's smart and it makes a lot of sense for HTC to, you know, also promote their own services and their own store for that time where they need to differentiate themselves with other headsets that might eventually come to the market. So, so yeah, so it's always a good thing to see more and more companies kind of pitch in and, and, and double down on virtual reality. Um, and, and if that means new headsets, uh, coming to the steam VR platform, great. Um, at the same time though, it's, it's great to see HTC, uh, really stepping up and, and trying to provide great new services for, for, its users out there to give them as much value as possible. So. Absolutely. Well, that is uh, that is all I have for this week. How about you? Yeah, that's that's it. Cool, man. Well, let's go ahead and cut this one here. Um, again, just a reminder: if you if you skip the beginning of the episode, but if you do not have Super Smash, uh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of an N64 now. If you don't have Smashbox <laughs> Arena. Uh, on the Vive is what we're talking about. If you don't have Smashbox Arena yet, we're doing a, a Steam giveaway for that. Um, and so if, if you don't have it yet, you really need to get this game. So the way you enter is uh, just go to YouTube, find the corresponding episode. This is going to be episode number 59. And just leave us a comment there. Let us know what you think of uh, you know the crazy news topics that are happening right now in the world of VR. Uh, or you know some of the games that we mentioned or um, you know games that we should be mentioning and playing. So... Uh, yeah, keep the conversation going there and we are on iTunes Stitcher. So make sure to, to subscribe there and leave us a review if, uh, if you would be so kind and yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later this week. Uh, Ronnie, you have a good one, man. We'll, uh, we'll chat again soon. Sounds great. All right. Take care.